Did you hear that, man? A little charging to start this show off. I'm scared. Yeah. Of Mr. Scary. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Big Talk with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. Business? Let's get it out of the yeah, way. Yeah, get out of the way, man. Uh, Big Talk, cg.podcast on Instagram, Big Talk. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. Big Talk CG at gmail.com, at Big Talk CG on Twitter. You have anything you want to talk about before no. we get it? Before we get into this episode, no, I'm ready to start. Before we go getting the time machine before we get in the DeLorean <laughs> to go back in time, thirty-five years. Yeah, what do you guys uh, think about that? You got anything you want to talk about? I'm ready to roll, man. I want to go back to 1987. 1987. So how we came up with this episode, guys, is we're gonna do about. 75 to 95, we just took a 20-year span, you know, when we were alive and, you know, I, well, I wasn't alive in 75, but you know how we do it. And we decided <laughs> we're going to pick, you know, years out of a hat. We got 87. Yeah. And uh, so that's where we're going to start. And uh, I don't know if we could have picked a better year to start off with. I don't know, man. There's a lot, I started doing a lot of homework and there's a lot of... Ooh, what about this song? What about this album? What about this? Welcome to and the 12 to go... episode series of, <laughs> <laughs> of 1987. We're still doing this. There was stuff I didn't even remember yeah. happened. Episode 300, we're doing uh, 1986. Yeah. <laughs> okay, pushing it back. Uh, there's so much stuff that happened in this year with music and movies, TV, pop culture, um, you know, things that happened around the world that. I mean, it's almost like a where do you start, where does it end, what do you keep, what do you eliminate. I mean, but of course, you know, we lo we love to talk about our rock and roll. Yes. We love to talk about our rock and roll. And, you know, so if we're going to start it out, uh, and my list here. Oh, okay. My list here, because I did my research, it's alphabetical. Okay. I, I got to have right. some kind of order. So up here at the top, I got probably... One of the great American rock and roll comebacks of all time, Aerosmith. They came back in 87 with their album, Permanent Vacation. Yes. Um, I remember, <laughs> dude, seeing this, these videos on MTV, uh, a, a Dude Looks Like a Lady mm -hmm. was everywhere, and I just, you couldn't get away from it. It was all over Dial MTV. It was in the heyday of rock and the visual stimulation of mtv uh, it was inescapable in uh and they kind of changed their sound they weren't right yeah they weren't um um the steve tyler's vocals changed their music wasn't so um it wasn't so sleazy and grimy it was slick um and i might have to look back to see if they changed producers or what but it was just a different sound for them they really updated themselves to really fit right into that cut of 1987. Yeah. Do you remember um, any of the singles from the um, the album? Well, I remember Dude Looks Like a Lady. Dude Looks Like a Lady. You know uh, where it was inspired from? Yes, I do. I, th I think it has something to do with Vince Neil. Am <laughs> <laughs> I right or wrong? Yes. So uh, Steven Tyler was at a party and he saw um, a picture of Vince Neil and he goes, man, that dude looks like a lady. And he, he thought about it. He goes, "Oh shit, that's the singer of Motley Crue." Blah blah blah. You know, so he got a, he got that idea. You know, I'm gonna write a song. Dude, let's take a lady. You know, um, one of my favorite. I mean, I love that song. It's great. Um, two other songs that I really remember mm -hmm. from that song. One that's still rocking, Ragdoll. Yeah, Ragdoll. Ragdoll. And that video was killer. Remember the extended version of the video where Steve Tyler's. So he lee he's talking about the ragdoll living in the movies, how tramp daddy little cutie. So he's leaving the house at the end, like this is the girl he's with, and then he just gets in his car and drives down the street. And every house, yeah, there's a, a girl, a, another girl out. waving or something. It's like playmate, yes. playmate, playmate out of every house waving at him. He's like, oh my god, I can't believe all these girls they got. Um, and I know that we talk sometimes, you know, we incorporate because back in these days, the music video was at least equally important as the song yes and in some cases more so yes definitely and this could have been a case where you know in this era uh, your late 80s where mtv definitely played a strong role in who was getting airplay anywhere 
including on you know on MTV and, and on the radio. But man, that music video was just like. A young man's dream, right? Like you just you you just want to see it again and yeah. again and again and again. Yeah, and then uh, the next single on that for the third one was is a the ballad called Angel. I love that. Song yeah, that was a good song too, man. It's a it's a lost ballad of the eighties. Like you yes. never hear anybody talk about it, and yeah. it's yeah, that's definitely true on that. Uh, it's so sweet. It's so nice. It's I love it. It's, it's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song, man. And then. Uh, I think I got it on a mixed, a mixed tape. Is it still called mixtape? Yeah, of course. Mixtape for my wife. I think I threw it on there. Yo. Oh. All right. I threw it on there. It's like a last one, but like this one's going on there. All right. Yeah. Any other A's you want to talk about or any other what? A's you said you're doing alphabetical. Um, no, yeah, I got a couple more. All right. I mean, if we go through this alphabetically, I don't care. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to get to like G and we're going to go to like Welcome back to Big Talk with Chris and Greg, episode 3058. <laughs> we're on G. Appetite, appetite for Destruction, Guns N' Roses. I mean, that's what we're going to get to. Well, then skip um, some. And look well, at your stuff and, and anything that you definitely want to say. A band, a band that I, I don't listen to all the time, but I think really deserves to be mentioned. We don't have to go in-depth in all these was Anthrax. They actually released two albums this year. One was an EP. One was an LP. Oh. Um, I'm the man. That was a great and EP. And they also released Among the Living, which is an awesome, awesome album. If you album. are a fan of thrash metal, this Among is the Living the, uh, is definitely one of the ones that's in your collection. It's it's you cannot, uh, you can't live without it. Yeah, you know this was the first Anthrax uh, cassette back in the, in the day for me that I purchased. That, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, I think uh, their single "I'm the Man" was out. Not "I'm the Man." Uh, Indian. I, I am the law. And uh, I just loved it, and I went on and I bought it the, the next day at Music Plus. You know, yeah, on and I love that song, Indians, dude. It's just got oh, such a great beat to it. That, it's, that is a really the good album. is killer, and then it's 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 a message. It's it's like um, Run for the Hills. Yes, it's a you know it's a, a you know couple years later than you know Iron Maiden's you Run know, for the Hills. Uh, it's it's a definitely has to be that same topic. Still, do they live? They play a lot of oh, these yeah. songs. We went to see them, on. didn't we? Uh, were you on that? Um, when we went to see Iron Maiden with Anthrax open for them, were you on that little trip we went on? It was like down in Irvine, and uh, we had like Scotty and all those guys. We went down there and probably, and, probably uh, Anthrax guys, opened. Man. Um, man, yes, they were. Ki- I was, was, I was, I was. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. It was great. Yeah, you know, they, uh, they were killer. Some of the other ones, uh, um, Among the Living, I Am the Law. Um, Skeletons in the Closet, Indians, One World, all, the, all those songs are really good. This is a great album, and this is one of those albums from head to toe that I really love. Can play live back yeah, and forth. Yeah, and, and, and I don't want to, you know, I'm just going to gloss over this quick, but I think yeah. I Am the Man as a, you know, it was an EP with six songs. Um, it was really just kind of, you know, showing that, you know, hey, there are some similarities here between rap and metal and, you know, some of the kinds of, it was like a tongue in cheek kind of a rap song, but definitely showed that there were some similarities and I get what was trying to be done. I don't think, I think that their bring the noise collaboration with public enemy they did later mm-hmm. was way better than I am the man that they just did on their own. It was almost kind of, kind of came across as kind of cheesy and hokey, but it definitely was a great icebreaker for anybody that wanted to move from, either side of that pond to the other side well remember back in those days those guys would like to wear on stage yeah, their, they're, they're, they're their public, their public enemy. if you go back on um uh, uh big talk cg dot podcast at uh, on instagram i posted a picture of scotty and he's sitting there he's playing his guitar he's got his public enemy t-shirt yeah. on so yeah th- there was a love affair between public enemy and anthrax for sure definitely for sure and that led to that collaboration they did you know late in the uh 80s correct early 90s which was great i thought was uh way better than 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 any collaboration that had been done before cool. that time cool man next album hold on a second hold on man well there's a couple we can skip i mean some of these we'll just i'll just say okay um i don't know how in depth we have to go on to them um, Billy Idol's Vital Idol. Here's one that actually I totally forgot about. 
but I'm definitely want to talk about for at least one second. Black Sabbath. Okay. Eternal Idol. Um, I was not, um, I, I, I was thinking to myself, God, I don't even remember this album. This is one of those ones that just got lost. They were on their umpteenth singer trying to find something to replace that you just can't, you had just, you just had two of the greatest singers of all time in, right? in rock and metal. You're just not going to replace this, any of them. Eternal idol, dude. I did not get, I did not come away disappointed. I was like, wow, this is actually pretty good. Um, it had that same dark Aussie sound, but with better vocals, if I dare to say it, you know, Ozzy, and these are kind of arguments that, that I get into and stuff, but I mean, if, when it comes down to it, Ozzy's vocals basically are the same in every song he ever sings. Okay. They, they sound the same, or at least very similar. Yes. Um, not so. Um, in this uh, album, it was, you know, uh, it was great. Okay. Could not. I, I didn't really pay attention to it, so I kind of lost in that. So, you know, on those kind of songs. But it was Sabbath, so you know, it was Tony Iommi and replaceable good musicians, correct? Come again? I'm sorry, I was reading. <laughs> oh, it was Tony Iommi was and not replaceable even musicians. Listening to anything you said? What was that? Replaceable musicians. Hey, did you know that Eric Singer played the drums? No, I didn't know Eric Singer. Yeah, there you go. From which band? Kiss. That has the worst. Hey, we're going to talk about Kiss in a few more, man. So don't be messing <laughs> around, man. Talk about some Corey the Nights. Um, you know, I don't know why mentally the name of the guy that's singing on this album is escaping me. And I keep looking at my, I'm sure you know it. I don't know. I'm going to say Glenn Hughes. God, is it? Because it's supposed to be, I don't know. It's I know supposed to be Ray Gillen. Oh, um, uh, but oh, no, mostly Ray Gillen, nah, from yeah, Badlands. But, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I know he's badass. Badlands, and I'm and I'm looking through, and I just I just can't see it, dude. And and uh, we're just gonna uh, move on. All right, and I'll find it later. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> on the next I, episode, you remind yourself. I mean, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I got a list right here of fifty albums and i just cannot remember everybody that's okay on well let's just one. talk about 20 man so you know around. um i'm gonna skip over the cult electric which i think was a really good album that's a great Def album definitely dude. changed their sound and i want to go to something that actually was um something that started a movement that hadn't started that and that was and it's something we don't talk about and we're probably never gonna talk about again um a band from florida called death okay um, Scream Bloody Gore. This was definitely the start. It may have been, it was definitely the start of that thrash, death, metal. And if you go back and I actually went and listened to this album, it is death gore metal. They're talking about bloody bodies and in the streets and this and that. And it's like very visual in their lyrics. And it, it, they definitely started, as far as I know, um, that whole, I'm sure there were things before, I mean, Venom was before them and, you know, there were a couple bands. Yeah. I think they really kind of took every, pieces of this and that and really made it their own and said, this is what it's going to sound like. Okay. And ever since then, that's what it sounded yeah. like. And I, I, I can see you're kind of disappointed. I didn't stop on that cult album, but I really wanted to go to this one because I think it really, um, started a whole genre or reinforced a genre, whereas cult just kind of changed their sound. And I feel as though that this death album in music history is a little more important, so that's why I skipped that. All right. Well, I, d I just wanted to recognize some of those songs from the cult album, Electric, Wildflowers, great song, Little Devil, and one of my favorites, Love Removal Machine. Those are all great songs. Yes, they did change their sound, but you know what? That was still an album from 87 that still you know changed a little bit of my view of it wasn't heavy metal. It was at least rock, and it was still rocking. Yeah, they had a sound. Because these guys had, had, a, had a different sure. sound. Yeah. From... Uh, the UK, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm right. Give me some other songs. What other albums came out? Chris? I got one for you that we've talked about. We'd actually did a whole episode. Well, half an episode. Probably. Def Leppard. Hysteria. Oh, Hysteria. Yeah. Uh, um, one of the greatest selling albums of all time. One of the greatest rock albums of all time. That was 
That was um, a magical year. This was a magical year for Def Leppard. Eighty-seven man. was definitely a magical year in music. It was definitely a magical year for Def Leppard. Yeah. As hard as they had it, Lee, those years between those three years, I think it was four years between Pyromania and Hysteria, Hysteria. definitely were trying on yeah. them and it tested them are you guys going to make it because i'm sure there's times where they wanted to throw in the towel or at least yeah. replace members and they didn't and and it worked God for these love guys them yeah for it. i mean and, patience and, paid off and, and sometimes yes. you just got to wait for that sweet spot and they found it they did and it wasn't it was a lot of these bands man it just it wasn't one of these albums that we've talked about before it wasn't like here's the single platinum debut number one it didn't happen yeah we're going to talk about some more albums later here that didn't even hit number one that just slow burn slow burn but this was definitely one of those albums that it took a while and as a matter of fact if i remember correctly it didn't even really hit the heights that it did until 88 yes but it did get released in 87, 87. that's why we got to talk about it yeah and okay. uh Wow, one of the great albums of, of really in rock history of all time. Yes, definitely. Really of all time. Definitely de memorable rock album from 87. Have you got, if, if there's anybody out there right now that has never heard this album, I am giving you permission right now <laughs> to stop, to pause us. To no, pause us. Stop, just pause it. Pause it. Go to your <laughs> Spotify, your, your Apple, and look up Hysteria by Death Art and just listen to that album. And then come back. Okay, <laughs> pause it. Pause it. On three. One, One two, two, three. Didn't well, I tell you that album was going to be amazing? Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you glad you took that time, that hour to listen to that album? Yeah, I did. Good it. Lord. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for letting me go. I love uh, taking an hour to come back to you. I got a nap. We actually took an hour off. <laughs> All right, what else is what else is there? Oh wait a minute, I'm gonna bring somebody up. Yeah, you want you bring something up? I'm bringing. Let's talk about my favorite band, Dawkins, Back for the Attack, 1987. Of course, Love I'm saying it. that not too much, but that is one of my favorite albums. Heaven Sent, uh, you know, Mr. Scary was on Which there. Which we heard at the top. Uh, Dream Warriors, who the, the Dream single Warriors was from Nightmare on Elm Street, which I'm three. definitely will talk about. Yep. Yeah, and. Uh, Great album, dude. I, I totally loved it, man. And um, if you didn't know this, Chris, this album was released platinum and and uh, it was gold and platinum on the same day. Like they hit so many. Uh, I, I didn't know that, but yeah. I'm sure I could see that somewhere here. It was, it was, they said they, uh, uh, it, it just shipped platinum and then just kind of went on from there, man. Yeah, this is a great album, man. I can't, I can't say enough about Back for the Attack. Kiss of Death, Night uh, Night by Night, Standing in the Shadows, So Many Tears, great. One of the great singles, Burning Like a Flame, you know, Cry of the Gypsy, all that good song, and Dream Warriors. There's just all kinds of good you know, stuff. You know, I don't, I know that I've told, you know, some of my friends a story, and I think I'll tell the nation. Um, there's this rock club over here in the in the valley called Paladinos. Correct. It's on uh, Reseda. Yeah. I believe off the 101, if you go out a little bit inland, uh, or excuse me, Outland. Is it Outland or Inland? No, uh, it's towards Woodland Hills. But okay. anyways, um, and we went there. I don't remember, you know, George Lynch had a band that he was playing with or in. And, you know, he's one of his various side projects. And, uh, you know, I'm a taller guy. So I was standing there in the crowd and this guy comes out and he's like, hey, man, come over here and and, and do, do our drum check for us. I was like, no, man, I'm not going to do that. No, 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 that's for you. He goes, no, oh, come on, man. I go, no, no. I ain't gonna do it, dude. Cause I I've been drinking some beers. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna go sit down on this fucking drum bench. In hindsight, I wish I would have done it. But anyways, <laughs> you know who the guy was who was telling me? It was the drummer in George Lynch's band. <laughs> and he was telling you George something. Lynch was standing right with him, being like, Come on, dude, let's go. Come on, come on. Just check I, it out, I, man. Dude, I I wish I would have done it. And you know, I guess I was scared, man. Yeah, I know you were. I was scared. I was watching you like, what are they telling Chris, man? Play drums. Chris Greg can't play no drums. What about Dio? Dream Evil. Dream Evil. Yeah, definitely. I think we man. listened to that song in the car today. I think yeah. I heard it. Yeah. Me and Greg are always cruising. We're cruising for a bruising. <laughs> um, Dream Evil, definitely. You know, we've talked about Dio before. You know, we did a show on him. Um, Dream Evil, uh, Neon Knights, what a great uh, rock and roll children. Um, the 
Excuse me, I'm looking at I'm looking at the wrong uh, page right here. We got Dream Evil. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Sunset Superman. All the fools sailed away. Naked in the rain. Over love. Could have been a dreamer. Uh, he definitely. Uh, you know, he kept putting together a great, 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 great tunes. I was looking at the expanded version. I was like, oh my god, dude! Look at all these great. I songs. know, right? I forgot they were on there. Oh shit! Actually, no. Uh, I was looking at the deluxe edition, like the side two on the on the CD. But man. Um, anything that's got Dio on it is for sure in my mind something you definitely have to visit. And this album, Dream Evil, from Dio, heck yeah, one of those great album covers for sure, for sure. Um, we talked about Exodus. What do you, you do? You want to talk about Faster Pussycat? Sure. All right, go ahead. That's that's kind of your thing. Oh, what is it? Oh, Wake Me Up. No, it's our uh, self-titled debut, Faster Pussycat, uh, from. July seventh, nineteen eighty-seven. Yes. Um, bathroom wall is on there. Cat house is on there. Um, definitely pioneers of that eighties sleaze rock. Like, it's not really my thing. I know Greg really enjoys it. Um, I enjoy some of their other stuff, but definitely the songs that were the that that were the ones that stood out for them were really good. Yeah. For me, the kind of the rest of them were like, eh, but they had two or three songs per album. They were like, yeah, this is, this is a good song. Really, yeah, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Don't change that song. Bathroom wall, cat house, smash alley. Uh, you know, city has no heart. Yes, definitely. And, um, if you didn't know any of this, Chris, um, my wife, Vanessa was, uh, good friends with Stacy, the guitarist and, her, his, I did know that because I've heard all the stories. Yeah, that, that they were there. They were on the videos. Not in, the girls weren't in the videos, but they were like off to the side, making goo goo eyes at them, making them laugh and 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 you know, yell and scream. Uh, my wife did tell me that at one point she had a three song demo um, from them before this album was released, and Cat House used to be called Whorehouse, but the record label said, you know, hey, you, we don't want the word Whorehouse on there, so. Can you change it to, to Cat House mm. or can you change it to another name? So the guys came up with Cat House and they changed some of the lyrics too. So, uh, you know, just got back from the best whorehouse in town. And they go, oh, well, can you change just it to Just got back from the cat, best cat house in town. Yeah, they changed it on there. So, yeah. Um, let's uh, move on. Great White. Oh, Once, once Bitten. bitten. Uh, this one definitely, um, it gets kind of overlooked because, you know, twice shy. Yeah, uh, uh, came out once bitten twice shy, and that album definitely uh, took off. But man, um, Lady Red Light is a jam. Definitely, Rock Me is a jam. Yes, it's a savior. Love, love yeah. is one of the best ballads, ballads. from the eighties. Definitely going to be in your. I mean, th- I mean, I don't want to talk shit, but there was a lot of bands making a lot of ballads. But if you can say it. This was definitely, of all the ballads, top 20, for yeah. sure. I'm not going to sit here and say top five, top 10, but it was top 20 just to be on the safe side. But it was really good. Really they, good. Yeah, definitely. It was a really good ballad. I, I was uh, definitely integrate right for a very long time when they came out with this album. I thought it was great. But, you know, the next album, Twice Shy, just took it to another mm-hmm, level. Mm-hmm. But this album was just like on the verge. It was like bubbling to break out. But it was the, almost one of the things like, hey, check this out. Wait until we see what we can do next. Yes. It was almost kind of the, one of those things. There you things. go. Yes. That was another good one. Yeah. Uh, great White's Once Bitten was definitely a great, um, great album. Here's an album that we definitely cannot glaze, skip, or not talk about. Appetite for Destruction. Yeah. Um, we I, talked about it on our very first episode, but, favorite debut albums. You know, and remember like when we talked about this album, it came out 87. It didn't hit nope. till 88. Like, yep. you know, it it stayed on the charts. It did very little, very As little like play. To say, it took time to get steam. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it took time to get steam. That's correct. Um, but it did it come out in did. 87. Yeah. It came out in 87, so we have to talk about it. We may get into more to it in our 88 episode, but for sure... We have to talk about it because if we don't, we'll get emails and calls and everything from the nation telling us what the fuck is your guys' problem. Let's just quick. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's get let's get the emails and the calls, man. It's not let's skip it over. Well, well let's hey big talk. CG <laughs> dot podcast on Instagram. Big talk. 
at gmail.com at big talk cj on instagram talk shit yeah there you go um I, you by know the way we got some merch in the pipeline that, coming oh. out we got some we got some stuff dude i talked about it to you earlier yeah, I know you, you know did. and then uh Greg started tipping over some vases with his boner over here on the shelves. Dude, it was crazy. <laughs> he was so excited. Um, just kidding, dude. It's yeah. not that big. You know what? Um, <laughs> I have to say, Appetite was my favorite album from this year because, like I told you, I think I got it maybe a month after it was released, and you know, it just didn't leave my cassette player for a very long time. You know, there's there's no skips for it's, me. It's cliche on this album to sit here and say because it's. Albums no sell things. millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and tens of millions of copies for a reason. Yeah. Because they're fucking good albums. So don't feel bad about saying this was my favorite album. Because I'm I'm looking through this list and it is my favorite album from this year as yeah. well that got released. Yeah, with yeah. Def Leppard's Hysteria very, very close in number two. Uh and then it's a group of here, a group there, but really it's those two definitely were the two that stood um, uh, head and shoulders above everything else, in oh, my opinion. Oh, okay, well, let me say mine. You're right. Appetite is still number one. My second one choice would have been Anthrax Among the Living. Okay. I really love that album for head to toe. We're talking head to toe, man. I've never heard you play that for me. I'm I know, you I know. And then, you know, another album, which we're going to talk about right now, is from Motley Crue, Girls, Girls, Girls. It was also released in 87. I, I thought it was way better than Theater of Pain, but that is also, oh, also on, my, on my list. Dawkins, Back for the Attack, was another great album. But you I'm know? just saying those two are yeah. head and shoulders. Songwriting, production, impact. The, the what they did for the music industry these two albums yes were, those two albums in this year were, were in this year and the next year they they really put their names in, on the map for that one yet yeah, you, right, you want to talk about something live sure you want to talk about some live stuff sure priest live nice remember priest live yeah i'm yeah. um, released in june 21st 1987 it, it was a recorder on their 86 Fuel for Life tour um, and uh, supported their Turbo album. Uh, we got Heading for the Highway, Metal Gods, Breaking the Law, uh, Love Bites, uh, uh, Electric Guide, Turbo Lover, Free Will Burning, Parental. I love that song, Parental Guidance. Yeah. That's such a great live song. We dude. don't need no, no, no. No parental guidance here. Living after midnight. You gotta. This is just one of those albums. It was like, um, almost like that Kiss Alive. You know, you get that feeling of what a band can do. Yes. And this definitely, um, it's not the best album. It's not the best live album, but it it, it definitely put across like. You ever had a doubt about Jesus Priest playing live? Here you go. And uh, you're definitely going to hear how the way they're going to play. And the album covers playing. It's all, it's, yeah. It's, almost it's, like, just, it's just like the, uh, a crowd like lifting their hands in the air and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it's very whatever. But, man, I definitely wanted to talk about it just for a second. And uh, I'm done talking about it. And we can move on. What about the next live album, which would be uh, Ozzy Osbourne's Tribute? Oh, my God, dude. With, you know, he did a little tribute to Randy Rhodes after he passed away and uh, you know i don't know crazy train mr crowley suicide solution dude I mean, every every song you could just go i don't know crazy train believer mr crowley uh flying high again revelation steal away suicide solution iron master in the grave paranoid goodbye to romance no bone movies and d with the outtakes um i don't think you can say enough about randy rhodes right um we all know who Ozzy Osbourne is, um, but I think the star of this album is definitely Randy Rhodes, far and away. Like, not even close. Yeah. It's Randy Rhodes. That's why it's a tribute album. This is a recording of his live in concert. Uh, one of the great, 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 unfor or excuse me, forgotten guitar players uh, in the history of rock and metal. Uh, he is right up there with any name that you want to throw out. I mean, grew up right here in the Valley, um, which, you know, gives a little extra twist. Yep. Uh, 
classically trained. You know, his mother was definitely heavily involved in the church. I think was she a nun or a, a sister or something that deep. She was that deep in the church there. You know, if you go down to the church down here, I think it's on uh, Alameda uh, and yeah. something. If you go down the street here, his sister owns a wine shop over here on Burbank and Victory-ish mm-hmm. here in Bur- uh, down the street in Burbank um, with the Randy Rhodes wine. Um, he's definitely an icon here, but I think as far as rock and roll in the 80s is concerned, Randy Rhodes is right up there with Eddie Oh Eddie yeah, Van Halen. He's right up there with any guitarist you want to throw out there. He is there. You, yes. you just you people need to start recognizing his greatness. His greatness yeah. is just great. I guess that's the best way I can put yeah. it. Yeah, I never heard any of the Quiet Riot stuff that he recorded. You know, it's all like independent stuff, but I never really, you know, got a chance. And to that's check okay. It out. Yeah, that's okay. Because uh, a lot of you know, a lot of the stuff that that he did with Quiet Riot was huh. Yeah. But this stuff that he did, you know, his first two albums with Ozzy and then, you know, the tribute live album was, it's great, dude. If it brings a tear to you, that's fine, too. That's fine, too. <laughs> Can I bring up another live album? Yeah, you go ahead. Jane's Addiction Live. Yeah, dude. This was kind of like an, an EP or introduction to these guys. It was released in 87. Uh, they did um, a lot of their songs, which they did on uh, Nothing Shocking, um, their next album. But it was on there, songs like Horrors, Pigs and Zen, I Would For You, which is one of my favorite songs, and also one of my wife's favorite songs from them. Jane Says, um, you know, just different songs. Jane that were, Says. Yeah, just not a good song. So that, that album I, have, I wanted to recognize because that, at, you know, and at this point, I didn't know who Jane's was. I didn't, you know, I never followed them. I never, they, were, they weren't rock and, rock and roll enough for me or you know, this is Greg in '87, so I'm 17. There, you know, you know, they weren't the band that okay. I think that they Jane's are now. Addiction is okay. Okay, I agree with you. I I think they're a good band. I've heard some of the next the the albums that released after, and I think that they're a great band. And great, and you use the word great because that fucking word gets thrown around way too much. You think they're a great band, or do you think they're a good band? I think they were a great band. Okay. Just want to make sure that your verbiage is recorded and documented correctly. Correct. So that when we come back in argument about this. Yeah. Thanks, honey, for introducing um, me to him. Uh, Jane's Addiction is definitely one of those bands that um, ushered in the... God, I don't even know what, what, what genre you I, would call I agree them. with a, you. Um, I don't know. They, they got, I think they almost, got... Almost pre-alternative. They pre-alternative. got stuck in, Yeah. Um, Perry Farrell, definitely his voice was unique. Um, Dave Navarro's guitar playing, uh, definitely unique. Uh, their songwriting, they didn't sound like anything else that was out there. Um, for those kind of things, yes, they were great. And they came out and they definitely broke doors down. But I think in the great scheme of music itself, um, you know, they were pretty good. Okay. I just stopped short of great because I don't want to throw that word around. But yeah, they were a good band. And they definitely uh, broke the doors down for a lot of bands to come after them. Because a lot of bands from that, you know, that sound, that yes. genre definitely were not getting their their their, their due. Right. Um all right, go on the next I got album. some other bands. You know, let's right. talk about let's talk about one of my favorites, and I say that fucking in a joke. Kiss. <laughs> All right, Crazy, Crazy Nights. Nights. But yeah. you know what, dude? I love the single off of this. I love Crazy Crazy Nights. That song right. that's is a, great. That's a great song. It's a man. fun song. Um, yeah, but you, I th- if you guys don't know by now, my feelings on this band are definitely. I, I've talked about. It. I think that they're definitely overrated. And I will not get on my soapbox right now. Ooh, don't get on it. I'm going to get on it. Um, Crazy Crazy Nights, great party song, great have fun song. Yeah. Um, you know, when you, when you actually get, you know, good musicians in your band and you can definitely do some good things, you know, the good things are going to be produced. And uh, I definitely uh, love that. I, th- I think this is another one. That I love that so much I stole it. <laughs> There's another one I stole from the right from the you, you know the, the record this store. album wasn't the the best album out there. It did have some memorable songs, Hell or High Water, and I think the ballad 
reason to live was actually really yeah, good too. Reason to live, definitely a gem. Yeah. And you know, didn't get any radio play that I can remember. I think they made a video for yeah, MTV. I, yeah, I think there was, but it's like you know, nothing super popular. Can I bring somebody up that uh, I don't know if it's on your list? What's that? Sammy Hagar. Um, I think I skipped over it. Okay. Now I'm gonna bring something up with it. Sammy Hagar released an uh, the album "I Never Said Goodbye." Now this was done. Is this the same year he did the debut album with Van Halen? Right? Yes. Yeah. So I so he did fifty one fifty, right? And then he released this solo album, and I think it was to end his contract with the what label he was on, maybe A and A and M. And did you do you know who was special guest on this album? Is it out there? Eddie Van Halen. Huh. Eddie Van Halen didn't do guitar work. He played bass. So for this album, love it. Eddie played bass on the whole album. I love it. Dude. Yeah. And there's a couple of good songs on there, man. Um, what is it? Uh, the Eagles Fly. I think it was. Oh, yeah, dude. One. Yeah, I like that song. I do like that song by him. Yeah. For sure. That was one. And I, I want to say Reason to Live, but let me just check that. Man. No, that's Kiss. Oh, yeah, Kiss. <laughs> yeah, Kiss, Kiss, um, Kiss. You know, while you're looking up your... Sammy Hagar, which I think is great. And you know, that's another episode. Yeah. Uh, a a Give to Live. Sorry. Give to Live was the other single from that, that Here's album. A, here, I just, I mean, obviously it's not just, what do you think about, you know, Van Halen versus Van Hagar? Yeah. Here's another that, no, episode. No, no, that's, that's, uh, that's legit. That's a legit thing to talk about. Nation, yeah. you want to hear it? Let us know. Cool. Uh, Big Talk CG. We're definitely down Dot on that one. That, that's here. definitely has been on the list. You know, here's here's something for you, dude. And you know, we talked earlier about um, you know death and some thrash, Metallica. Yeah, we came out with their okay. Garage Days. We revisited. Yes, that little EP. What was it? The uh, the the five ninety eight EP, mm -hmm. and it said, "Do not let." I remember it had that sticker on there. Yes, do, do not, not let the more. record. Do not pay more than this for this. It was. It was. This is the price because it's a little five song little. You know. EP. Yeah, little thingy dingy. They did. Man. They were paying homage to some of the, to all their influences. Yes, and man, it was a great little five song EP. It really showed where they got. I mean, Diamond Head obviously is like their biggest influence, and that is like Metallica, Light, right? Um, with some Misfits in there. So it was. It's a great little, uh, you know, EP, little cassette, and and definitely. Showed you where they came from. Definitely, I love that man. Was that like Last Caress on there? Last Caress with the Green uh, Hell, Green Hell, Misfits. Yeah, uh, the Small Hours, the Weight, uh, Crash Course and Brain Surgery. Yeah, dude, it's 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 a good fun album. And I do remember going to Music Plus and buying it for five ninety eight. I think like uh, the second or third day it was released or I something like that. It. Man, that was good. That was Here, a good one for me. Here's seven. a band I selfishly want to talk about that I don't think they're the best band in the world, but definitely a band I enjoyed back in my day. Suicidal Tendencies. Okay. Join the Army. Join the Army. Came out in 87. Uh, Join the Army was pro was the best track on this album. Um, Possess a Skate was also on there. Uh, you know, it had... It was a basically a thrash band here from the Valley. This is before I lived in the Valley, so yeah. it's, it's not like I'm taking claim to this band, but um, I really enjoyed their music. I was a skater guy. Uh, I was getting into punk rock at this time a little bit more uh, than uh, that. You know, I still had a foot firmly in the rock and metal camp, <laughs> but my, I was dipping my toe into some other stuff. Um, had some family members that were definitely that were family members and friends who were they were going in a different direction. I definitely want yeah. to support them and listen to what they're doing. And so they took my interest into another direction. And suicidal tendencies was one of those directions, man. And this band, they definitely blurred some lines uh, between rock, metal, rap, funk, and punk. Yeah, definitely. And they. They're one of those bands I don't like. You know, you know who I'll put them on in love with is like maybe not as great or as good as Jane's Addiction, but they definitely are on that thing where it's like no one ever talks about them, but they definitely were part of a movement or a breaking the walls down, being something different. No one else was doing it at the time, and that definitely made them a pioneer for whatever they were doing. Wasn't more think, wasn't more suicidal, more like a surf punk. Like sound, 
I, because it, it it was more like you said skaters and surfing and beach yeah, type but, of but, thing but, but it wasn't definitely towards that i agree with no, you no i know you're saying we're, we're trying to put a t- we're trying saying. to put a title on something that we probably don't know about um they definitely you know? had the the funk yeah they had the punk they had the metal dude and their musicianship was out of this fucking yeah. world their musicianship was really good um the guitar solos really good Mike Mern, not the best singer. Um, that's why a lot of the cadence of the songs were almost like a rap. That's <laughs> why that was definitely incorporated in yeah. the music. But man, suicidal tendencies. And I remember the first time I heard the name of that band, I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> I you thought know, it was going to be some like thrash. I'm going to kill myself to it. But I listened to it. I was like, oh yeah, I can get down with this. This is nice. Do you know the first time I heard suicidal um, institutionalized and then they were telling us that suicidal, uh, some something happened where they did something in downtown and then they got banned from playing LA County for like 10 years. And I they did not know that. And they couldn't play a show here in LA County for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's and like, did that really happen? Yeah, that really happened. Wow. So they were, there were a lot in Orange County. There were a lot in, you know, Ventura. There were a lot in San Diego. Like they just, they couldn't play. They couldn't get the, you know, like, uh, I guess when you play a, a venue, you have to have, rights I mean, certain things that the, you 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 go through and their name was never approved for 10 years they pissed somebody off if it was the governor the governor's wife the mayor the mayor's wife somebody they pissed off you know we kind of skimmed over an album that i really want to talk about all right molly man. crew Not the, yeah oh yeah we, we definitely did not some girls 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 I, think- I I got something I want to say okay. about one of the songs. Okay, let's just let's take a bring out all the pops. Girls, 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 definitely awesome. It's it's a theme of the album. It's a theme of this time. Yes, in history, strippers, Sunset Strip. Yes, um, amazing, love it, love it. Encapsulates yes. a moment in time. Can't get enough of it. Um, Dancing on glass, cocaine song. Bad boy boogie, Nona about Nikki's grandma. Um, five years dead. Uh, all in the name of something or nothing. You're all they need. We know what that's about. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the, the live jailhouse rock uh, by Elvis cover, uh, which was the last song on the tape. Man, there's a, a lot of high quality songs in this. And I know you're chumming in the bit. Do you want to talk about MTV? Uh, I'll uh, talk about I, it. I, the MTV, but I, you missed the wild side because that still song still exactly. plays today, man. How that, you open up that album with the wild side, dude? Mick jammed on Wild that, dude. Wild Side. I'm jammed. A, not one of my favorites. Really? It's too long. It's basically two songs that are two, thir- two minutes and 30 seconds played twice. Okay. It, and I'm just, well, I, if I, like you've said, if, I, if it's in concert, if I go see them, am I going to sing it? Yes. Am <laughs> I going to love it? Yes. If it plays on the radio... I'm going to change the station or skip it. <laughs> okay. I right. I, I just... Come on. Motley Crew came out in 87. Girls, girls, girls. This, that song, just the video. We'll do the video too. That song was, to me, Motley Crew. Yeah. Fights, motorcycles, being a gang, you know. Big-breasted women. Big, yeah. Big-breasted women, that kind of stuff. Skinny yeah. waist. That was it, man. You know, and then I remember there's the song Dancing on Glass, and there's a part where... It goes, there's a singer that does a higher pitched uh, uh, vocal and everyone thought it was Vince. They go, oh my God, it's Vince Neil. And then you look on the credits and it's another lady doing, you know, a special thanks to backup singer so-and-so-and-so for doing Dancing on Glass. And you're like, oh, it's not Vince. It's somebody else. That kind of stuff. But this is, I thought this was a great album, man. At the time it came out, I loved it, man. I couldn't get enough. I love how they changed, I love how they changed their... Uh, whole gimmick every album exactly changed. right but I'm still gonna stay Wild Side is mm. I mean it's a good song just I, I don't know what it is you know what I'm gonna tell you another song by them that I'm not a big fan of Looks a Kill it's like dude st- it, maybe there's a reason songs are only three and a half to four minutes long <laughs> it's like Looks a Kill and Wild Side are like five minutes it's like stop I just can't I, I, I'm, okay. I've lost interest all right. I've lost interest. Right. We're not friends anymore. This is the last episode. Guys. Bye. Okay. So I'm not saying so they're not, so I'm so not saying they're not good songs. I'm just saying they're too long right. and 
I will definitely change. All right, so t- tell me what you're gonna say about MTV because I got two things to talk oh, about. MTV, um, MTV, MTV, MTV. Uh, well, they wouldn't play their um, uh, "All You're All I Need." Yeah, video on Why? MTV. The over, the overt is that the word? Overt violence? Because basically, this video, this song says, "You're all I need. If I can't have you, I'm gonna murder you." Yeah, and no one's gonna have you. And the video very vividly depicted that. And MTV said, absolutely not. not. Yeah. We are not going to show this on here. And I've seen the video. And it's kind of. And I yeah. think it's a really good video. And I think it goes great with the song. And yeah. It's a great. You guys go Google it right now. I'll give you permission. Go ahead. Hold on. We'll pause. <laughs> go ahead and pause it on <laughs> one, two, and three. Minutes. <laughs> All right. Welcome yes. back. <laughs> now you watch the video. Um, uh, it, yeah, it's great, dude. I I love the video. It's black and white, uh, and it goes great with the song. And 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 it just, I get why they didn't do it. That was a time, you know. Everything you got to take into context of the time that things happen, and at the time that that happened, and they said we can't do this, was a time where it was, there was a lot of sensitivity. It's almost like now, there's a lot of <laughs> yes. sensitivity going on in the world guys we're all humans i uh, we just love each other it's okay it's okay everybody now do you remember we're not gonna die we're not gonna explode <laughs> and do you remember there was two uh, video releases for girls 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 one was explicit and then one was for i, I think there was a time i think they called uh playboy after dark and they showed the videos there with a little more like i've only watched the one and, with and, the nudity yeah i've never watched the censored one. Oh, okay by yeah. choice and then um, I think after, not too far into this, the Motley Crue release is called Uncensored, where this was after they released Girls, 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 and it was on, you know, VHS. I think I have that VHS. Over okay. Here, the and, they, and it goes and talking to every guy in the band like a little bit. They're in the studio. They're in the stuff, studio. Yeah. Uh, um, you Nikki know, I, Six, is he in the Corvette? Who's in the, McMars in the Corvette, yeah. No, no, it was Nikki. Nikki? I, I think okay. Mars was like at, at his house in like a dark room, and then Vince was in like a hot tub in a limousine with girls and he's traveling and I think Tommy was I remember what Tommy was doing like at a circus or something or something comical only there around there uh, that was fun that was just something they added to show the band and it was in between then they showed the, then they that's where they said the girls 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 uncensored or um all in the name of uncensored that, that kind of stuff they, they threw those videos on there too I got a, a couple more albums I want to talk about and then I'll go ahead and toss it to you I know I've been kind of taken over now we kind of breezed over one of our other episodes, Twisted Sister, Love is for Suckers. Okay. But just really, I just want to talk about the first song, um, Wake Up the Sleeping Giant. Uh, great song. We listened to it today. Yes. We went out. I mean, I love telling you guys what we're doing. Living down here in Southern California, it was like 95. We went down in and out, <laughs> got some in and out burger for the fam style. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're listening to some Twisted Sister, Wake Up the Sleeping Giant. Hot Love is the second song. Love it. Um, you know, those. Are, I just want to breeze over some of these things, you know, just recognize them. You know, they got released in 87. Uh, but that first song. Yeah, that uh, was a really Wake good Wake Up the Sleeping Giant is that, that, that fucking is a really good song. heat. Um, another one I want to talk about, and it's only I want to talk about it for one reason. I only want to talk about it for one reason. Warlocks, Triumph and Nagin. Triumph and Agony just for the album cover. It's okay. got Doro on there like we talked about yeah. in our album cover episode. Um, she, you know, it's a fantasy wizard wonderland. She's in her leather, you know, bra, you know, just being out there, being all Doro. And I definitely just wanted to throw that out there so you guys can check that out. That's one of those album covers as a kid that I would go stare at. I'd stare at the Aussies, the Maidens, the Priest. The Warlocks, all those album covers, anything I could see that was different that was demonic or sexual, I was definitely into it, dude. Like any guy, normal normal kid would be. Um, another one that I just want to talk about, two of them, two more albums. Okay. Then we can come. White Lion. Yes, definitely. Good one. White Lion, Pride. Um, we did a whole episode on White Lion, yes. so we don't need to go so in-depth. Uh, we've done track by track. Great album. Yes. Uh, love it. Um, uh, it just, <laughs> yeah. White Lion's one of those bands that gets buried because of their Looks. like fluffy look. Yeah, yeah, but man, Vito Brada is right up there. 
as well with Randy yeah. and, and, and Eddie Van Halen is one of the greatest guitar players yeah, definitely wait, from this era. Great single, Tell Me, great single. And then, you know, When the Children Cry, which is a, a, an out-of-the-ballpark uh, ballad. Great, great, great song. Since I said White Lion, I'm sure you know what the next album I'm going to talk about is. No, what is it? White Snake. Ooh, White Snake. White Snake's self-titled album, the White Album. Uh, this album spawned the trifecta that we all saw on MTV with uh, Here I Go Again, um, Still the Night, and Is This Love? Oh, dude. With Tawny Katane, uh Dancing on Cars. You know what, Chris? I, I want to say this album is 95% perfect. There's a couple of songs that are not really hit and miss with me, okay? But if you kind of go down this whole album, Still the Night, Give Me All Your Love, Bad Boys, it, it, uh, Is This Love, Here I Go Again, which is, you know, a great ballad, um, Straight straight for the Heart, and then that to me is, is you know, it kind of goes, eh, Looking for Love, eh, Children, you know, um, um, Children of the Night is a great song, and, and Don't Turn Away, eh. And then, but other than those two songs, man, that this whole album is an excellent album, dude. Yeah, this is one of the better, the better albums from this year. You 1987. know, I, I heard a little bit about White Snake before. I think it was Slided In, which was the the prior album, right to the top. You know, uh, yeah, uh, that just those they were great songs, but it didn't really reel me into like buy the album. But oh, this when, album, when this, this album, album came is out, a realer in was just out of the ballpark this was so good this was a great i remember yeah great i have a lot of memories you know from where i grew up up in washington and man i remember you know the first time i heard first time i lot of heard of these albums you think you had to sneak away so we'd go over with our little portable cassette deck over to the park across the street and listen to them i mean i remember listening to this album for the first time over there i remember listening to the beastie boys license to ill for the first time over there i remember listening to two live crew for the first time over there you know just a bunch of bands and stuff you just remember and it was because you felt like you had to sneak away. It was inappropriate. Right. And uh, thank God. Love it, dude. I, I, these bands definitely uh, helped change and, and mold my, my youth. And what a fun time, man. What a fun time. Um, things weren't so fucking serious as they are now. And, and it was just a great time to be a kid. And... The struggle, to be cliche, is real now for kids. Yeah, it, definitely. It's definitely not the same time as it was back in 1987. Yeah. You know, a few more um, albums I'll bring up, Chris. I'm surprised you didn't bring up. Now, I know it was released in 86, but some of the singles from Europe, Cherokee and also Carrie, were released in 87. I love that song, Cherokee. Yeah. I that, love that yeah. song. Carrie was a good song, too. I'm not too. a big fan of Final Countdown. The the just that song. It's just like to me. It's stop. over. It's a little overplayed for yes. me. But like I said, Cherokee and Ke Cherokee for sure. Yeah. And then the, another good one is Rock the Night. Rock now. Yeah, rock, rock the, the night. night. Oh, oh. I love that. Uh, song, that was dude. a good song. Man. Some singing, dude. Don't sample it for your albums. <laughs> you know, another album I'll bring up is In Excess. Europe was a good band. Europe was Europe was a good band. Oh yeah, dude. Let's talk about In Excess. Let's talk about In Excess. Yes. They released their album Kick, which we we both. I'll, I'll oh. tell you this much. I was telling Chris, you know, at the in '87, I didn't care for this album because it wasn't hard rock or heavy metal or breakthrough to me. As I got older, I heard this album and it was a lot. Like I really got into it. Um, one of my favorite songs from there, uh, "Never Tear Never Tear Us Apart." Oh yeah, their their uh, power ballad. Great single, great power ballad. Never you know, tear us apart. Yeah. Dun, 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 you know, uh, that's totally not how it goes, but all right. Yeah, uh, that is how it goes. New Sensation, Devil Inside, Need You Tonight. Like, all these are just great albums, you know, great songs on this album. You know, rest in peace, Michael Hutchinson. Um, I was definitely, I knew when this album came out. I was in, I remember I was going to Black Lake Elementary School in Olympia, Washington. And I remember when this album came out. New Sensation was all was everything at right? this point. And Michael Hutchinson, when I look back at it now, this was at right now in that moment, the sexiest man ever. Whoa. He just oozed sex. 
He was just an amazing frontman, an amazing singer, an amazing entertainer. He just was doing everything right. I mean, Gun in the Sky, what a great opening track to this album. It's just... Dun, 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 dun. It's just driving and hard. And then you get New Sensation, Devil Inside, Need You Tonight, Meditate. All those songs were on MTV. All of them. This band was... This was just a, a, a moment in time where this album was at the right time at the right place and at that point i wasn't so much i was still into my rock and stuff so i was mm -hmm. like yeah it's there like i would said it before i knew when this came out i was there i was listening to it but i've grown to appreciate it a lot more and you know i listened to it a couple times you know doing our research i'm like man dude this album is really good dude they got like seventy thousand people in the band <laughs> NXS has like 70. They got the drummer, it's like a couple guitar players, a bass player, some horns. They got this, they got that. And man, their sound is rich and full and layered. The songwriting is intricate and deep and at times complex, but also sometimes simple and to the point. And as a band, they definitely were perfect. For this time and man i can't say enough about in excess i cannot say enough about in excess and the kick album which brings me to another album that came out this year joshua tree by you two yes i think we definitely have to talk, have about, to talk about uh you two and joshua tree man that's definitely a great great uh, album a lot of singles off that album i still uh, uh haven't found what i'm looking for uh streets with no name yeah with or without you. With or without you. One of my favorites, Bullet the uh, the Blue Sky. Yes. That's, that's a great one. That, you know, yeah, he, I think In God's Country was another good one too. Yes. Uh, that definitely, that took them from, you know what, I think these guys are going to be stars too. They were stars. They definitely made that huge leap of, I think these guys are going to go all the way. Because, you know, they were kind of, you know, mini stars maybe that would be yeah. the best way to put it. They were kind of like, oh yeah, they're there. But this, to, and they had a real American sound to that album too. Definitely changed. You know, it was banned from Ireland. It was kind of doing their political stuff. And they did a couple of those, you know, on this album. But they really, um, uh, what's the word? Um, embraced the sound of American rock and roll. They really embraced the sound of American music. They embraced the look of what an American album should look, sound and taste like and that was definitely what you two did with joshua tree there are no mistakes on this album yeah i'm not saying it's the greatest album. i'm just saying they did what they do perfectly so around this time um my buddy dr mike um introduced me he was really into you two i wasn't so much into them but since the videos came on since i heard it um I, I knew some of their songs. I didn't know a lot of them. So that's how I got introduced to them. But this album really did take me for a loop mm -hmm. on that. And I think uh, a year later on, they released an album called Rattle and Hum. I love that album. Which, that was, album. Uh, which is a live album and concert. And uh, at the movie theater I was working at, which is my first job, I was... Um, um, that they we, we had it on. And I, every once in a while, I would go sit in, on my break and go check it out for like 10 or 15 minutes and stuff like that. So it was, it was really cool. I used to like to, to, to see that kind of stuff. Um, now, some of the things I want to talk about just real quick on Joshua Tree was um, where the streets have no name. Do you know that the video was done here in Los Angeles? I did not. Yeah, so um, it was done uh, on March 27th, 1987, where the, um, they went downtown on a rooftop and did uh, it guerrilla style. You know, oh, yeah, dude. That's like that. the... Um, uh, video from the Beatles. It's like a, they said they 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 said that uh, Bono said that was the only time get they, back. They, they didn't like the get back uh, Correct. Video it's the only time the they ripped off the Beatles, which we'll take a look at that, but I mean We'll talk about the Beatles actually. <laughs> but they said that the this was shot in a on top of a restaurant on 7th and Main in downtown Los Angeles. And uh, they said that you know, they just had they uh, on the radio uh, out if it was K Rock, or if it was KLOS, they said, "Hey, if you go down to you know Seventh and in in Main, what did they announce YouTube, it like ten minutes before? I'm sure exactly. they, I'm sure they did something that was like, they're gonna play in five minutes. 
Because you can't give like days ahead of time. Or it would have been fucking No, 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 no. Was, I, I don't want to say. It was the same day, like 30 I don't want to say days time. I think, hey, you know, at, at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock, they're just going to go At 3 o'clock today. Yeah, YouTube's going to, uh, you know, do their video. So there was people on the ground. There was people, I guess, near in the high-rise buildings. And they just kind of saw them. And, and you know, that was more memorable, man, I think. When you talk about that video right now, that's a kill. Yeah, it was. It That's was a good a video, man. Fucking that, video. that was just another matter of fact. Reason. When we get done recording this episode, I'm gonna get on YouTube and watch this video, <laughs> dude. I remember that video, and it's that's good because I remember the beginning. They're like talking, like, "Oh, should we do this?" You know, you hear the little strums of the like song in the background, yeah. and you yeah. hear the crowd rumbling below, and they're up on the rooftop. And you're like, oh, "It's it it builds so much tension," and then the video happens, and it makes it that much greater. Yes, it's perfect. Now, I'm going to bring up an artist right now who I want to say as a kid I loved. But in 1987 was released and not the best album. was called Bad from Michael Jackson. was released in 87. Record five number one singles, if I remember correctly. Yeah, man. I mean, Bad, Self, uh, uh, what is this? Smooth Criminal. Yeah. Man uh, in the Mirror. Man in the Mirror. Dirty Diana. With Steve Stevens. Yeah, with Steve Stevens on guitar. He wanted to... Uh, uh, come up with different something else like he yeah, did with Eddie I just can't stop loving you mm, yes yeah, yes yeah. that was done with that one yeah so that was all those that was that's a I think I own that album I yeah, think I bought it that you know what Thither was a monster we won't lie about that that is just, and off the to me off the wall was a great but I think off the wall was very See, similar you're kind of funny because I just was talking to someone the other day that said Thriller was just a copy of Off the Wall. Someone said that to me then. I was like, huh, I never thought of it like that. I need to go back and listen to these albums. They're like, yeah. yeah. The, I, off the Wall was like just Thriller Light. And like he's like, okay, I'll do this. I'll just turn it up a little bit and do the same thing again. You could say that. Huh. To me, To me, Off the Wall was very call, similar. I will call Michael Jackson out if that's a fact. <laughs> Chris, I will call you out if I listen to it and I feel that's the way it is. <laughs> You can call Michael Jackson. Hey, me, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> hey, man, where's my shovel? <laughs> nice, dude. I like that one, man. It's just like, you know, it's, you know, saying that, you know, I don't think, you know, Thriller. Yeah. I mean, it was not even talk about it. It's just like saying that, you know, I was made for loving you is a good song. You know, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. I was made for loving you. I spent loving the best album around, best single around. No, it is. <laughs> um, 1987. I mean, we could go on forever. We're what we're hitting up. We're hitting up against the hour plus. All we did was albums. Uh, we got singles we want to talk about. We got TV we want to talk about. We got movies we want to talk about. We got pulp culture we want to talk about. We got events throughout the year we want to talk about. You know what? Stay tuned. We're, we're going to go for at least two episodes. I think we may push three. But you know what? I think if we push three, Greg, maybe we do a two-in-one week, you know, just to give the nation a little double taste. I didn't agree to three. We're doing two. We're going to squeeze it in there. Big talk with Chris only. Yeah. We'll be episode three. You know, I don't know. Chris and Rambo. I'm not reimbursing your your travel expenses. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's got to come all the way across the county to come record in the state-of-the-art big talk studio. Yeah. Look at this place, dude. It's soundproof. <laughs> Bubble wrap everywhere. Come yeah. on now. Where's my intern? Oh. Where's she? I got to get the intern's intern over here. Dude. Yeah, there you go. Give me the intern's, the intern's intern. intern. All right, guys. You know, so, but like I had said, man, we just, we just can't get through it all in one episode. We're going to go for two, maybe three. We'll let you know. We'll post it up on the gram. Let you know. Um, but, you know, uh, pass it off to you, Greg. All right, man. So um, from Big Talk with Chris and Greg, we want to thank everyone for listening to 1987, which is 35 years ago. And if Chris doesn't know, that was the year I graduated high school. So big shout out to me. 35 years ago, Greg in June was graduating high school. Loser. Wait, wait, wait. What happened? <laughs> I was graduating high school in 87. Yes, I graduated. Hold on a sec. If you graduated in 87, that would make you old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Chris. Hey, put us out. All right. 
from Big Talk with Chris and Greg. See ya.